The president recently praised a group of Coast Guard rescue swimmers. One of them reportedly um, faces termination because he isn't vaccinated. And I'm curious, given the threats that we're facing abroad, would the president ever reconsider uh, that vaccination requirement or consider issuing more exemptions? So, as you as as you can imagine, the president has the most the deepest respect. Uh, for the U.S. Coast Guard. Uh, that is something that uh, uh, you would hear from him uh, directly. Uh, and the country, the president and the country are grateful for all of the U.S. Coast Guard heroes uh, that have led the effort uh, to save uh, lives in Florida. Uh, we have seen that with our very own eyes uh, these past couple of days. Uh, I would refer you specifically to the U.S. Coast Guard on this, on this issue, on this individual questions. It's not something that I would uh, comment from here, but, uh, you know, they're uh, of course, uh, have been multiple vaccination requirements, as you know, in place for quite some time. Uh, and, uh, but again, I'm not going to comment here from here on an individual case. Hey, greetings, everyone. Lieutenant Colonel Allen West. Welcome to the Steadfast and Loyal Podcast. You know, one of the things that I see happening in this country is that we just recently had the Commander-in-Chief, Joe Biden, who stood up and said, the pandemic is over. He said that a couple of Sundays ago on CBS 60 Minutes. So if the pandemic is over, why do we still have our military worrying about these vaccine mandates and all of these other things. As a matter of fact, we're talking about 20, maybe to 25,000 of the members of our United States military, some of them in very highly specialized military occupation specialties, MOSs, that are looking to be kicked out of the military. Now, what I find very comical is that we have a commander-in-chief, Joe Biden, who has had the shot, had all these boosters and everything like that, Still got COVID twice. We've even had the Secretary of Defense, Lloyd Austin, who had the shot, had all these boosters, and still got COVID. We've even had the infamous Dr. Fauci, had all the shots, had the boosters, still got COVID. And it was not too long ago that Dr. Deborah Burks, speaking with Neil Cavuto on Fox News, said that we always knew that the shot would not prevent anyone from being infected with this virus. It's a virus with a 99.5% recovery rate. So why are we unconstitutionally, unethically, immorally mandating this to some of the most physically fit men and women in the service? Now, some of y'all say, hey, Colonel, yeah, but, you know, you remember you had to get vaccines and shots. Absolutely. But that was when I was going to be deployed into a certain area, and I had to make sure that I was protected from some of the things that are over there. One of the big things we had in Afghanistan was tuberculosis. But we're talking about something with a 99.5% recovery rate. Just recently, 
President Joe Biden called a United States Coast Guard rescue swimmer by the name of Zachary Lesh to congratulate him for all of these rescues that he has been doing there in the aftermath of Hurricane Ian down in southwest Florida. Zachary Lesh is going to be separated from the United States Coast Guard in about a month. I think that's the ultimate in hypocrisy. Because as Zachary said in an interview, when he was being lowered down to pick someone up, no one asked him if he was vaccinated or unvaccinated. So joining us is Zachary's incredible wife, Anna Lesh. Anna was born and raised in Michigan, and she grew up on a large farm. She went to Grand Valley State University, where she designed her own degree in sales and consumer behavior. Upon graduation, she moved as far away as the snow as she could and started her professional sales career in software sales in sunny, beautiful southwest Florida. She met her husband, Zach, on Bumble. I've never heard of that, but then I've been married for 33 years. By logging on to delete her account when his message popped up. And she was intrigued by the picture of him leading worship at his church. She asked for his number and said, let's meet that day. And they have been together ever since. They were married in July of 2020. Anna works full-time for a software company while starting up her own business, Military Moves. Military Moves is the only all-inclusive PCS permanent change of station service available to all branches of the United States military, federal contractors being DHS and DOD, and their families. Military Moves' only mission is to provide service members and their families with the tools they need to make the right decisions for their relocations. The Military Moves platform gives users the ability to understand the communities they are best suited for their lifestyle in their new area. We connect people together to build and establish relationships based on common lifestyles and hobbies within the new area. We engage with the local businesses that support military families, lifestyles, and connect those who do not serve with employment opportunities. Such a critical thing because, as you know, you're constantly moving in the military. And her new business, Military Moves, will be launching this December. Anna Lesh, thanks so much for joining us here at the Steadfast and Law Podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Mr. West. It's an absolute honor to be speaking with you and seeing yeah. you. Um, I have been following you since I was younger, um, being a Army brat, and your morals and who you are and your godliness is something that really is the epitome of military excellence well, and what you. military members embody. Um, well, so I'm super you. honored to be here, and thank you so much for having me. Great. Well, first of all, understand that Mr. West is my dad, so you can call me Alan, okay? Okay. I'll do All my right. best. So let's, you know, how long have, you know, you and Josh, I mean, Zach, I'm sorry. I don't know where I got Josh from, but you and Zach have been married since July of 2020. You know, now you're part of this, you know, military family, Coast Guard family. What is it like uh, for you? And, and knowing a lot of people don't understand the Coast Guard, they're putting their lives on the line pretty much so every single day out there, especially when you look at an area uh, like coastal Southwest Florida. Yeah, absolutely. I think the Coast Guard is underrepresented in our armed forces and not necessarily thought of very much. Um, these people, the men and women of the Coast Guard, 
are a very small group. And I think that's by design because it takes a lot to be a part of the Coast Guard. Um, so they're very selective on who they um, allow to be a part of their their branch. And it's absolutely incredible to see the different functions, whether it's from the boating or from aviation, mm-hmm. they they do it all. Um, and since they are a smaller service branch, they are required to wear many, many hats. Yes. And um, one thing about Zachary's job is that, you know, jumping out is a sliver of what he does. He's mm-hmm. the jack of all trades. He knows how to run things. He runs the radios. He does so much more than just rescuing people and he's relied on. So the importance of rescuing is is very high, but there's so much more um, that these men do to make the Coast Guard run and, and function. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, share with us how long has Zach been in the Coast Guard? And when you talk about a rescue swimmer. I mean, this is not just jumping in the pool, uh, learning to swim. This is a very intense course that they go through. Uh, like you say, a lot of duties and responsibilities. And of course they're jumping into the water in harm's danger. It doesn't matter if you've got 20 foot seas or something like that. They have to be, you know, have to show the courage to do that. So how long has Zach been in the Coast Guard? And, you know, what effect does that have on you knowing that, you know, he's out there in some very dangerous situations, protecting and preserving life. Yeah, um, Zachary has been in the Coast Guard for going on nine years now. Mm -hmm. Um, He has been a rescue swimmer for six of those years. Um, And the training and the, the rigorous, rigorous things that they go through is intentional because, like you said, when they get out of the helicopter, that's it. They're on their own and they have to get it done. Um, And they go out in hurricanes, uh, depending on the level of the winds, but they will have to respond and they will go at the capacity the helicopter will take Mm -hmm. and they will be there. Um, So his training and the level that he has endured to get to where he's at is it's beyond heroic. I don't know the word for it. Um, and really when this comes to mind, this is actually his second time that he's been recognized by president Biden for his service and the call of duty and going be up above and beyond for that. And that was in June of 2020 when Zachary was launched on a case and he called me, he calls me every time before he goes. Um, because that's something that I, I, makes me feel good. I don't care if it's four o'clock in the morning, two o'clock in the morning. I want to know and I want to hear his voice because I don't know if that's the last time I'm going to hear from him ever again. And he called me and it was a severe, severe thunderstorm. And I just had this pit in my stomach where I was like, this is not going to be a good night for us. And it's not going to be a good night for him because he's going out and I'm staying here. And, um, he ended up being launched on a case. There was five men um, on a fishing vessel off the coast of Southwest Florida. And they were about 40 miles off the coast and they were taking on water and they were sinking. And so Zach was let down into the water and swam over to the boat. A man had a broken leg right on scene. Um, He's assessing the situation, understanding what he needs to do, who should be going out first so that he can ensure efficiency and then also safety of everybody of those civilians 
And when he was making that assessment, he ended, they ended up choosing to um, take the gentleman's grandfather first. And so Zachary lowered him into the litter and was swimming him back to bring him up. And that's when um, the cable ended up shearing and leaving them to their own defenses. Um, so Zachary had to swim the, the gentleman back to the boat, get the man on the boat with the broken leg. And unfortunately, the motor was still running and Zach's leg was sheared by the propeller, um, leaving him now swimming with one leg to get back after being cut by the prop and gets, gets in, has to tourniquet himself, and then is like, we've got to get out of here. So he ends up taking control of the vessel and um, driving them straight into the storm to get them out of taking those waves on because they were in a position where they were taking on water and waves um, to the point where they just drove until the, the sun was up and they were able to get towed in by a small boat at a Coast Guard station that was near their location. Um, so it's wonderful. I'm so thankful that he's recognized for the work he's doing in Ian. But people don't understand that this is what they do. Like, mm -hmm. that's their job. That's their day-to-day -day yeah, is yeah. going out in those conditions and enduring those situations where he's left with five civilians with a sheared leg tourniqueting himself to die. And he's got to make sure that he takes the situation and gets them out along with himself. Mm -hmm. And um, it's an amazing story. And that's the kind of hero that I see in him. And that's who these men are. And they, they would do it any day of the week. And that's just one of the stories, you know. I mean, these men oh, have oh. stories for days that they could talk about. No, you're absolutely right. Because, you know, I lived on the southeast Florida coast there uh, near Fort Lauderdale and visiting all the Coast Guard, you know, men and women, you know, every single day they're out there and they don't get that exposure uh, like soldier, sailors, airmen, Marines going into a combat zone does. But every day they're out there reacting and responding in what is a combat zone uh, because they're fighting and preserving life in some of the most dangerous situations like you just talked about. And, you know, here you're just describing someone that showed absolute and utter leadership calm under pressure, grace under fire, you know, wounded, you know, he should get a purple heart for that. But yet he maintained his cool, his calm, and he preserved and protected the lives of five uh, civilians who, for whatever reason, was, had put, put themselves in a very bad situation. So what is it like for him to have been recognized, not once, but twice, as you say, from the commander in chief, but yet he's been denied his exemption for taking this shot, and he is looking at being discharged in 30 days. So first of all, tell us what it means for him, because he's still in uniform, he can't speak. But how does that affect you as well? Yeah, absolutely. And it's um, interesting that you bring up the Purple Heart, because the Coast Guard doesn't have that as an award, because they're non-combat facing, right? Um, but you do have the ability to put in for a distinguished flying cross. So a DFC, and that's mm -hmm. essentially their version of a purple heart. Okay. And Zachary was nominated and put in for that. 
And um, he unfortunately did not receive that because he was unvaccinated. And by the time that that would have been approved, he would have been discharged. So he's okay, received- hold on, hold on, hold on. I want you to explain to everyone that's watching you, your husband puts his life on the line and saves five individuals. He is wounded, treats himself, but still gets them to safety. And he is not given an award because he's been flagged for positive uh, actions, awards, or decorations because he's not taking a shot. He was not given the Distinguished Flying Cross for that case specifically because, like I said, um, if he was to stay in, the award would not have gotten approved in time for him to receive it. So they ended up giving him an MSM, which is right below. Still an incredible, exceptional. Yeah, Meritorious Service Medal. But yes, yep. But st- That's correct. That's but the still, world that we're living in. Wh- yeah, why is his heroic actions downgraded? Because... We have an immoral decision, an unethical decision, an unconstitutional decision that we are going to put this highly trained rescue swimmer out of service because he didn't get a shot. When we have a commander in chief that got the shot, he still got the bug twice because it's just it's a viral infection. Um, How does that make you feel knowing that your husband is putting his life on the line, but yet he has been treated as a second-class citizen almost. Um, it's hard to put into words. Please do. Find the words. It's, you know, it's enraging. It's um, insulting. And it's at a level of nonsense that I've never you read about in books, right? It's not like you can, you think like, I can't believe I'm living in this reality. This cannot be real. And so when we got the call from him, you know, I lost my mind because here you are thanking him yet again. You have no idea who he is. Let's be very clear. And he's going to be kicked out. And it's the second time you're congratulating him and thanking him for his service and excellence above and beyond. And um, I've had enough of it. If and you could say, if you could say anything, and remember, this is a family program. But if you could say anything to President Joe Biden right now, what would you say? Um, truly, I would say that I am. I'm praying for you because clearly something's going wrong with you and I hope that you get the help that you need because this is not normal. This is not right. And something is severely mentally wrong because and I, I hope that you get the help that you deserve because this is, this is not okay that people are being treated the way that they are. And, you know, this isn't, this is not just a military thing. This is everyone, you, every person knows somebody who has been affected by this and not in a good way. It's negative and people need to be held accountable and he is going to have to face God at the, the golden gates. And I pray that he is prepared to say what he needs to say to him um, because he's got a lot to explain. Now, when we talk about this discharge date that is 
Am I right within the next month? So he hasn't received an official date yet. Um, it just continues to get pushed down the road and down the road. So we're just consistently been in limbo um, waiting. It's it's awful. But well, that's he has un- been received. He's received. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I mean, talk about wanting to live your life and enjoy your life. But you're sitting around waiting for a call or a meeting to be set that your life that you've known and you've worked for everything to have aspirations of being a master chief to it's hard. You know, you would think that the, the leadership there of his unit would stand up and say, this is insidious. I mean, you know, we should not be talking about discharging this incredible rescue swimmer, this incredible young man, this incredible Coast Guardsman that has put his life on the line and done, you know, constant many times, been, you know, called by the president. And you just got to wonder who in the White House would say, let's just call this guy here. And they didn't do any background research to say, maybe we shouldn't call this guy because we're about to, you know, discharge him from the Coast Guard. We're going to look really stupid that the president of the United States is calling to congratulate someone that we're about to tell, we don't really want you. I mean, that's a level of incompetence, you would think, that is is unbelievable. But what has the leadership, you know, said to, to Zach? What has the leadership there said to you? I mean, because I believe part of being a leader is you got to stand up for your troops. You, you just can't allow someone to come down with an insidious policy such as this and say, hey, you know, Zach, we appreciate you going out there and putting your life online, but we're going to get rid of you. We'll be back after a quick break. Hi, I'm Kent Charnig, and I'm the founder of El Paso County, Colorado Progressive Veterans. Don't worry, we're not crazy tree huggers, but we do have an amazing podcast talking about nothing but the military and veterans. Please check us out, epccpv.org. Thank you. Talk to you soon. Well, like you just said, the the scenario that we are in and the reason why I'm talking to you right now is divine intervention. I mean, this is nothing other than God ordained this so many years ago, even to the point where when Zach and I got together and we got a phone plan, the guy ended up switching his number with my number. So everyone has been calling me trying to contact him for interviews and something like to that extent. You can't make that up because he needs to focus on his job. He's still a rescue swimmer. He's still on duty. He just got off duty. He can't be worrying about this media and this press, which praise God that this is being brought out. But just to even those minute details that like you can't do anything but look at God and be in awe of what he's doing and how he's moving. And I'm so thankful that we are hopefully going to be vessels for this, um, case and this cause to be shown and his glory will be shown. And when it comes to leadership, I think that a problem that we have across the board in America is that people put all of their trust and 
faith in other humans instead of God, and they're not rooted in God, so they might not be able to handle these situations because without it, you can't, who can endure this on their own as a normal human being? Yeah. No one, not in, and not be happy <laughs> and not want to continue to have that resilience um, like Zachary does. And that's because we are rooted in our faith and we're rooted in God and not any man. And he has had a lot of supportive leadership. Um, but once you get up those three, four stars, I mean, you're totally on your own. Well, that's when it becomes politicized. And, you know, we've talked about how the Coast Guard Academy has expelled seven cadets uh, over the same issue, which, again, you know, here are young men and young women that earned the, the nomination and the right to be able to go to any of our service academies. So in the, in the final moments that we have with the interview, uh, tell us about Military Moves, your endeavor, your small business that you're creating, because we've got to do right and protect the family members, which, you know, that's what this really comes down to. We're not just talking about discharging, you know, your husband. We're separating you as well. And, and I just think it's wrong. So tell us about military moves. Yeah, well, this is super surreal because this has been something I've been in the in the works with for the past couple of years. Um, to be clear, we aren't allowed to PCS because he's unvaccinated. So we've been blessed to stay in our house for the time that we have. Um, but really, I created the the service and the platform because there's nothing really out there for service members um, to understand and find the location that's best for them. And I think a major uh, aspect of being a military family is isolation. Um, when you are constantly moving and you're going to different places as a spouse or as a child, you are hesitant to build relationships because I'm going to be gone in four years or I'm only here for three years. Um, so people don't have the ability or maybe the desire to or know how to make relationships. And so I'm creating this platform so that people can connect and meet and create groups, mom groups, homeschooled groups or a disc golf group. Zach's really into disc golf and they can connect and meet together at their base location and build a community because the Coast Guard one of the best things about it is the communal aspect of the Coast mm -hmm. Guard. We are a tight little group mm -hmm. and we like to stick together because we're a family unit. And I want to have the ability for people to get that access and feel that no matter where they go and build those relationships so that they're able to maintain that while they go to a different station. And you'd always want to know where a good place is for Taco Tuesday. So that helps yeah. too. Well, Anna, I just want to tell you that please extend my sincere regards and appreciation to aviation survival technician, second class, Zachary Lesh, and let him know that we are praying for you and him as well. And let me just send out this call to arms for all of us veterans. We need to be taking up this cause and we need to be talking about this. That's why we have an organization called Committee to Support and Defend. Because Zachary should not feel, Anna should not feel that they're out there by themselves. And all of you watching this segment of the Steadfast and Law podcast, you should be enraged. You should be calling your members of Congress. You should be calling your senators and saying, stop it. If the pandemic is over, stop it with these, you know, unlawful, unconstitutional mandates. 
You need to be calling the Secretary of Defense office. You need to be calling the Chief of Staff of the United States Coast Guard. You need to be calling the head of the Department of Homeland Security, which is who the Coast Guard actually falls under, and say, this is outrageous what we see happening. I mean, if this is an individual, this is a young man that the president of the United States of America has taken the time out to call twice to thank him for his heroic duties and service in saving and preserving lives, lives, then give me a break. This has to stop. This has to end. We need to be melting down some phone lines. But veterans, this is why we exist, so that we can be the voice for this young petty officer second class who cannot speak out and talk about the hurt that he has right now. Because I've been there. When your service turns its back on you, something that you have given your entire life because you made a decision to protect others. And furthermore, you made a decision, Zach did, to protect himself. And he has the right through his religious freedom of religion, his First Amendment right, to ask for this exemption. So, Anna, we want to thank you for being on the Steadfast and Loyal podcast. How can people reach out and find more about Military Moves, uh, your upcoming uh, new business? Um, right now, I just created an Instagram account because I am a anti-social media person, but <laughs> I need to be able to get connected with people. So um, you can find my Instagram at military underscore moves, and the website will be launching in December. And I want you to go on every single media opportunity that you have to be the face and the voice of this tyranny and how absolutely wrong what they're doing to you and Zach truly is, as well as the other 20 to 25,000 out there that they're looking to expel and discharge because they've done nothing wrong. So God bless you. And, and thank you so much for joining us, Anna. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. Be safe down there in Southwest Florida, okay? I will, for sure. Likewise for you. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, Anna Lesh, she is the wife of aviation survival technician, second class, Zach Lesh, who the President of the United States called to congratulate him on all of the rescues he's been doing in the aftermath of Hurricane Ian. And that was the second time that he called Zach to congratulate him. But yet Zach is facing discharge because he understands his rights and has refused to be injected with an experimental drug. This segment of the Steadfast and Law podcast brought to you by the United States Concealed Carry Association. Being a responsibly armed American is both an honor and a responsibility, and it's not one to be taken lightly. If you own a gun, then you need the self-defense education training and self-defense liability insurance that you get with USCCA membership. Click learn more below right now to explore your membership options, which are risk-free with the USCCA's bulletproof money-back guarantee. Guys and gals, the U.S. Concealed Carry Association was founded to help responsibly armed Americans like you and I. They are committed to providing life-saving self-defense resources to help you, your family, to be safe. When you activate your membership, you'll automatically get life-saving self-defense education 
industry-leading training plus self-defense liability insurance. Don't wait until it's too late. Click learn more below right now.